0: Hi, this is Tammy Heal. This is the Live Your Wide Podcast. I wanted to talk a little bit today about thriving alone. I have a mantra that I tell my students often. It goes like this. You have to thrive alone before you can thrive together. So frequently, I hear students, clients, and even sometimes my children say things like, well, I'll stop looking at porn once I'm married. Or, I'll be happier once I've lost weight. Or, I'll be so much better when I'm finished with school. Or, I know that once I have a baby, things will be better. Let me tell you, it doesn't work like this. You can't expect another person, a different situation, to make your life better. You need to learn to thrive alone before we can interdependently thrive within another relationship. My experience as a widow and single mom taught me so many important things. One of them was that I was the person responsible for my happiness, no one else. I was lonely for sure, especially nights seemed endless. What shifted for me was learning to stretch forward into my discomfort. I'm not sure how it works, but I know that it does. As I prayed for strength to bear the burdens that had been placed upon me, I would actually ask God to have my back and my shoulders made stronger in order to carry with grace the challenges involved with being a widow and a single mother. Over time, I recognized my growth. I was more patient, less reactive, I learned better how to sit in discomfort without giving way to the temptation of grumbling and complaining. I could feel my spirit actually expanding as I chose to live in alignment. I began to live with more personal integrity. I started to become someone that I really like and respected. I was finally growing up. I remember one particular evening playing kickball in my backyard with my three youngest children. I remember observing myself and seeing myself almost as a new person. I was out playing kickball with my three youngest children. We had a little stream that went in the backyard, and I was wearing white jeans. We were having such a fun time, and one time the ball went into the stream and got very wet. Well, at that time, my 11-year-old son, Ryan, grabbed the ball and threw it all wet at me, and it landed right all over my white pants. I laughed and laughed, got the ball wet, and threw it at him. And by the time we'd gone in, all of us were wet, muddy, and laughing and so happy. I remember showering that evening and thinking, wow, what happened to me? Because any time previous in my life, if I had been playing in white jeans and my children or anyone had intentionally made me wet or dirty, I would have been really annoyed. I would have been frustrated and perhaps even angry. As I showered and pondered over this situation, I felt that prickling in my heart. You're growing. This is how you need to be. You're learning to thrive. So this was the work that I had done on my own with the help of my faith in Elohim and their son. It was only through this faith and action that my ability to thrive occurred. I encourage you to invite your faith into the work of your differentiation and growth. This is where you will find your personal integrity. I believe that it is necessary for us to mature in order to fully thrive and I believe it is best to be thriving before entering into a relationship, especially a relationship as important as marriage. As humans, we have two fundamental desires. First, to belong to ourselves or have autonomy. And second, to be chosen or to belong to someone else or to experience dependency. Belonging to ourselves and belonging to another must coexist for true, deep, abiding love and maturity to be experienced. We each must have the ability to forge a strong sense of self to have the ability to function maturely within a marriage relationship. As marriages are also sexual in nature, sexual desire is fully linked to how well you respect and love yourself. This type of thriving marital love is what we're capable of experiencing as two wholehearted, thriving individuals joined together with integrity. As I mentioned in my own experience, including God with the integration of faith is fundamental in becoming. There are a few suggestions that can help you learn to thrive alone. First, Find activities that you enjoy that you can do alone. Some of these interests can include reading, meditating, exercising, and do-it-yourself creative projects. Finding things that you can create with your hands can often be helpful in utilizing good energy. I learned to enjoy painting, quilting, and stained glass projects. Signing up for community or online courses... I have a dear single friend who regularly takes online classes. Some of these courses are cooking, reflexology, beekeeping, and massage. I really looked forward to our visits because I know that I will learn something new every time I spend time with Suzanne. Set new goals for yourselves. These goals need to be reasonable and intentional. Goals can help you move forward to the next level of your plan. Number two, you can live in isolation while remaining connected to other people. Look around you at work, in your neighborhood or your church or congregation. Check out people in the grocery store. Introduce yourself and strike up conversations. Human connection is an essential part of our ability to trust and emotionally bond with others. Having weekly conversations with extended family members can also be helpful when living alone. One fun thing that my family of origin, my parents, and my eight siblings and their spouses started doing each week during the pandemic is playing code names virtually. It was so fun to interact regularly with the people I loved, and I didn't need to leave my home. Seeking out a therapist or getting a massage regularly can be so helpful. As a single mom, massages were especially healing for me. I'll never forget the first massage I had after my husband Mark passed away. It was about eight months after he died that a friend gave me a gift card to a massage therapist. I had never had a massage before that time. As I laid on my stomach with my face in the little hole that you look down at the floor at while you're receiving a massage, I wept. I wept and I wept and I wept and I didn't know why. And then I realized it was the first time that I had been touched in eight months by someone who was touching me to show love or to share care for me instead of me touching and taking care of everyone else. Once I had that first massage, I went back every month to get another one, and this really was helpful in healing a lot of the pain that I felt in being alone. Third, creating space for your solitude to be restorative in nature. Having space in your home that is strictly used for work and other space created only for rest can help. Try using the bedroom only for sleep. Some studies indicate that this helps individuals who have a hard time sleeping. Keeping to a schedule is helpful in restoring energy. This is one way to be more accountable to yourself for the utilization of your time. This brings peace of mind and personal satisfaction. It also includes the structured use of media, choosing what it is you're going to watch, making a plan for what it is you're going to view, and once you're done viewing, turn off the media and move on with your day. I think planting a garden or having living plants is also really nourishing to the human soul. Finally, really cleaning out and discarding things you've not used in more than 12 months. Sometimes these can be tangible reminders that prevent you from moving forward. I have a son who regularly goes through his closet and gets rid of clothing that he hasn't worn. Every time he buys a shirt, he gets rid of one that's already in his closet. I think there's a lot to be said for more minimalistic living. Wherever you are on your journey of thriving or not thriving, you know that as you become the person you want to be, your life will be enriched with happiness and peace. I encourage you to actively do what you can to own your own development. This is the maturity and integrity needed for lasting happiness. My dear friends, I understand how hard it is to be alone. I also understand that until I could thrive alone, I would never be able to thrive in a healthy marriage. I challenge you to do the things you need to do to start to thrive alone. You'll be amazed at the miracles that will open up in your life as you choose to put yourself and your own development first. Thank you so much for joining in today. Go out there and live your why.